I'm about to recall my account of what happened not long ago in the cold, echoey chambers of a space shuttle far from Earth, far from home, far from humanity, and far from life. I and others alike made choices which condemned the lives of innocent people, but there was nothing innocent about that space shuttle. And when in an unholy place, unholy actions are provoked. Who knew that evil could inhabit a heap of metal floating in space? Who knew that I'd be in the center of a massacre? Who knew that I'd take part in it? It all began while I was working on a mining plant in Charon. I was a valuable technician who overlooked all equipment used for drilling. Then on one fateful day, two men approached me who took me to administration. My head manager had been asked for an exchange by a freelance company. It's technically illegal for the Federation to sell employees to freelance companies, but it isn't rare for under-the-table deals to occur. Within 48 hours, I was boarded onto a maintenance ship with nine other individuals. From the looks of it, we all had pretty similar backgrounds, and I didn't have any further knowledge of what we were specifically hired for. Then speakers turned on and we were given orders. The following is what I remember from this authority figure and what he said to us. You are the best nine men in the closest 100,000 miles for this job. This of course was an overstatement. As far as I was concerned, we were the only nine men within 100,000 miles. I looked around and noticed there were only 10 men. I figured these freelance guys must have been sloppy with their work. Then he went on to give us instructions. In the crate in the center of the room you will find 10 suits. Wear these at all times from here on out. I remember one of the men ran over and opened it. He looked confused and then pulled out a purple suit and a green suit and said, They're all colored differently? This person plays an important role in this story and is in fact the only other person who can tell this story. Hello. Let me first explain how I got into the maintenance ship. I previously worked as an electrician on a nearby spacecraft carrier. Business was always slow, you know, considering it was only used when the Federation had shuttles sent out to retrieve the basic matter from nearby asteroids. However, one day, a smaller ship entered the landing platform. They, of course, weren't there to collect basic matter. Um, before these horrific events took place, I had a family. I was going to be leaving the spacecraft within two months to see my family on Earth. Nevertheless, this freelance company pulled me through a trade by my supervisor. It hadn't been too long since they transferred me to the maintenance ship when I heard the orders over the loudspeakers and I was anxious, so I was the first person to head over and grab a suit. However, these suits weren't ordinary suits. Um, the standard universal suits uh, around our specific coordinates in the Milky Way were gray. That's all I've known, at least. Um, so it was surprised to see 10 different colored suits in that container. The only place I'd ever seen anything like this was when we'd intercept old broadcast of commercials for Matt Mars settlers. <laughs> Home is where family is. <laughs> um, the slogan that populated space with... I'm sorry. Um, populated with the ignorant and uh, the down of their luck types of people. <laughs> After digging through the container for a few seconds, I settled on orange. While others were scavenging through the container for their own suit, I noticed a peculiar patch on what would be 
left in the side of the back of the suit. It seemed as though it had been covering a tear. I was the last to grab a suit and was left with cyan. To be honest, I would much rather have had dark blue, but in the face of this story, that is trivial. The loudspeaker came on again and a voice warned us that we were soon to arrive at the space shuttle we were to fix. He stated that once we arrived, we'd get instructions from the ship's comms on what we were going to work on. I thought that it must have been a big job because so many people were needed. The maintenance ship abruptly shook and then it was still. We all entered one way through a connected chamber. The shuttle was empty. We made our way to comms, many of us setting bags down in the cafeteria. Strangely, the power seemed to be on throughout the entire shuttle. It hadn't been cut off in any rooms. It was as if there was life here, and it made the atmosphere of the crew much more tense. When we got to the comms, a voice could be heard, and the man in the green suit stepped forward and turned up the radio. Over the speaker, the same voice was giving us more instructions on what we were to do. All of a sudden, lists of duties were put on the two TVs on both sides of the room. We all looked at what each of us was to do. Um, these kind of jobs were a child's play, diverting power and uploading data. These were the kinds of things long distance crews would do um, just to keep themselves busy when it got boring. Many men started leaving the room to find where their tasks needed to be done. A couple of us stayed back and stared at the TVs, perplexed. I headed to navigation. I was walking beside me and a man in a pink suit. We got there and I began working on the wires and the panel on the wall. Pink went straight to the control boards. I finished up and then started walking back towards the comms when I heard an alarm go off. In the center of the cafeteria, blue, yellow, and red stood over a body. At least what was left of one. The torso, arms, and legs were all gone. All three of the men stood frozen. The, then white entered, then green entered, then black entered, then cyan entered, then pink entered. The color of the suit on the ground was purple. It, um, it was silent for a moment before the questioning. Um, dark green asked what happened to him. Red explained how he found purple in the hallway. He wasn't working on one of his shuttle engines. It wasn't anywhere your dangerous machinery it didn't make sense uh, how could this have happened while purple was walking in a hallway then black said that he were he was I'm sorry he was thinking he must have been murdered dark green immediately denied that possibility it of course seemed impossible um, but then again there was half of a body laying on the ground and these comms, these comms, could be heard going off and a few of us ran to answer. Dark Green picked up the transmission headset and tried replying, but the microphone must have been old or busted, um, cause the other end never replied. Instead, the man on the radio began to apologize. He said, we must finish all our tasks within the next two hours, otherwise we'll be left in the shuttle. Pink began to freak out. And, of course you could think, no one calmed him down. I remained in the cafeteria. Then I came to a big question. 
I asked Red where the other half of Purple was. He just looked at me and shook his head. Soon the others came back to the cafeteria and heard the news. Black pointed out the possibility that maybe the freelance company was trying to off us so they didn't have to pay the Federation. White added on by claiming that the freelance company could be trying to erase any proof of their trades to avoid indictments and legal consequences. I think at that point my hands were visibly shaky, and we still had no other choice but to finish our tasks, even if that was true. We all split off to do our task again. It was scary enough walking to do a task when I realized that I had to enter the electrical space. Oftentimes the most crowded and maze-esque part of the sh shuttle is the electrical space. I noticed movement to the right of me as I was standing in the entrance. Blue was walking down the hallway, right towards me, so I stepped into the electrical space and walked over to the corner, only to trip and fall over a piece of metal on the ground. I sat up and realized that there was a vent covering, but it wasn't over the vent. The bolts were scattered around the vent opening. At the time, I figured it was nothing, but in retrospective, I regret not looking in that open vent. I finished up what I needed to do, and then I left the electrical space while checking over my shoulder many times. I stepped out of the electrical space and bumped into Orange. Both of us stopped, frozen, just waiting for the other one to make a move, before slowly walking separate ways. A few minutes later, and I heard an alarm blare again. Upon entering the cafeteria, I saw black and green pointing fingers at each other. This time, Blue's body lay lifeless on the ground. Black rambled on about seeing Green walking with Blue towards the administration room while he was in security. Of course, who could forget about the shuttle's security room? Green's defense was that he had left administration while Blue's torso was still intact. White backed Black and things weren't looking good for Green. That was until Green pointed out that Yellow entered administration after him. I entered the cafeteria to see Yellow start to get loud. Yellow exclaimed that it couldn't be him because he reported the body. Then White claimed we had no other choice but to send Yellow through the airlock. Pink and Lime didn't like the idea one bit, but the majority who actually raised their hand in favor won because the others were too torn to vote. It was settled. Yellow was dragged by black and green and tossed into the airlock. <laughs> he was then sucked into the vacuum of space. Everyone else was silent, but the room had a satisfaction as if we were all done with the conflict. We went on our tasks. I went to the weapons room and diverted power to the navigations. I walked in on Cyan and nav navigations. He appeared to be checking the status of the shuttle's course capabilities. Once I finished accepting the power, I turned on for the door. Cyan also turned for the door at the same time. We were both hesitant, so I left first. Then I decided to check security. I thought that maybe I can catch someone acting suspicious on the cams. After a few minutes of attentively watching different crewmates walk by the cams, pink and white ran by the cam outside security. Instead of turning and following them, I decided to stay on the cams to see if one of them disappeared. My suspicions were right. Only white appeared on the cam near navigation. I instantly darted towards the room exit and ran to the cafeteria to start the alarm. Although on my way, I noticed something on the ground near the entrance towards navigation. 
White's legs on the ground on that side of the cafeteria. I sounded the alarm and the four crewmates entered. White never arrived, in fact. We never found White's body. At that point, we figured that we just needed to execute someone. Black claimed to have seen Green with them, but Green said that was only in the cafeteria. I made a point that began running from the cafeteria side. Red and Black were both convinced it was him, and no one else raised their hands when we voted. Since both me and Cyan didn't vote, they technically won. So Green was forced into the airlock and ejected into space. I only had one task left, so I marched over to the upper engine. Before I could realign the engine, I noticed a vent on the opposing side of the hall. The vent cover was removed. A heavy realization hit me. Whoever had been picking off the other crewmates was climbing through vents. At that moment, I sprinted back into the cafeteria and sounded the alarm. Only two arrived at the cafeteria, red and orange. I explained what I had found. Obviously, there was still a killer among us because Black was missing, but who could it have been? I was only in a room with Orange once, but I had never seen Red doing any task. Then it dawned on me. I never saw Red anywhere other than in meetings. Orange hadn't seen him anywhere either. Red had no defense other than a violent attempt to stop us from putting him in the airlock, but even his brute strength couldn't stop us from ejecting him. Long story short, we waited for the freelance company to rescue us, desperately hoping that we'd made the right choice about who the murderer was. But they never showed up again. Instead, we are greeted by the shuttle from the Federation. We learned that the shuttle was one of their own, and this freelance company was trying to pirate it with our help. Whether the murderer on that ship was hired by the freelance company, or just had cabin fever, we'll never know. But one thing's for sure, both me and Cyan took the nearest launch back home. We'll never set foot in space again.